I want to speak to you today about the significance of the 2023 Feast of Tabernacles celebration we are entering into. First, let me say a few things about the importance of celebrating the feasts of the Lord. In the literal Hebrew, the word feast is moed. You know that very well. We've taught on this for years. A moed is a divine appointment. The divine appointments of God are eternal. The first mention of the word moed is in Genesis 1.14. Many people think these are Jewish feasts, but that is not so. The moed, the word moed is first mentioned in Genesis 1.14. The Amplified Bible says, then God said, let there be light bearers, sun, moon, stars, in the expanse of the heavens to separate day from night, and let them be useful for signs, tokens of God's provident care, and for marking seasons, days, and years. The first mention of the word moed is in the first chapter of the book of Genesis when God was creating and setting his uh, creation in order. So moeds are a part of God's creation from the be very beginning. What are moeds? Divine appointments with God. Then the Lord revealed his moeds to his people, the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, in Leviticus 23. The whole chapter is about, is about his calendar. We know the world operates on the sun calendar, the Gregorian calendar. But the people of God should know about God's calendar, and it operates on the seasons of the moon. And in Leviticus 23.1, listen carefully. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, the feast Moedim of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, these are my feasts. So the word for season is moed. The word for feast is moed. And this is a direct reference to the sacred seasons ordained by God in Leviticus 23 and other verses. Moeds are divine appointments when God calls his people to meet with him. They are sacred seasons set apart by God for us. So I want to share with you uh, some aspects of the sacred seasons. Why do we celebrate them? We who have been grafted in. 
because they are for all of God's people. One reason is that the feasts of God are to express our grateful, joyful commemoration of all his redemptive acts, all his work on behalf of mankind. During every feast, there are seven feasts, three major feasts, Passover, Pentecost, Feast of Tabernacles, but there are three feasts during Passover, three during Feast of Tabernacles. For all seven feasts, we honor God and celebrate his goodness in our lives. Each feast is filled with revelation. The feasts reveal the work of Jesus on behalf of mankind. Number one, how God provided a sacrificial lamb for us, who is Jesus Christ. Number two, how he sent the Holy Spirit to empower us to live for God and to fulfill the works he created us to do. What are these works? I kind of feel like they're summarized in Acts 10.38, speaking of Jesus Christ. This is also our work, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And then number three, why do we celebrate the feasts? The fall feasts particularly reveal that not only what God did for us, what he is doing for us, this is the work of the feasts, but the fall feasts speak of our future, that Jesus is our soon coming king and that his rule is throughout eternity and all that has oppressed his children will be put under his feet forever and ever. He will reign as King of Kings and Lord of Lords forever. Second, during all the feasts, we bring first fruit offerings to God. This first fruit offerings one way you can define them is there be the beginning of tithing on a new thing that we're trusting God to do for us. It's not that that new thing is in evidence yet, but we bring our first fruit offerings during the feasts of God as we hear revelation from his heart in our day. And we express our faith in his word that this is the beginning of tithing on new blessings, new levels of increase that he will release into our, our um, lives. So we bring first fruit offerings. And church, these first fruit offerings are to be used to remember the poor. And we support ministries. We share our first fruits offering in Victory Faith with ministries who have powerful works 
in supporting the poor. It's our first fruits offerings are brought before God as acts of charity as we share the love of God with those who do not have what we do. We make sure during the feast that the love of God and what we have in our hands to share is shared with the poor. And it lets them know that they are loved and they are accepted by God. The first of our first fruits offering in Victory Faith Church always goes to Israel, our big brother in the kingdom of God. Our first fruits offerings, as we begin to dispense them, always go, the first part goes to an orphanage in Israel with Israeli orphans that we have supported the uh, for years. Church, the body of Christ is not to be fractured where we have the haves and the have-nots. That is not God's will for our lives. Celebrating the feasts of the Lord means we open up our hearts, not only to honor and love God, but to honor and love the poor. And thirdly, in celebrating the feast year after year, it provides real educational opportunities for the generations that are coming up. I was not trained in the feasts of the Lord. I was not born again until I was 29 years old. I'm so thankful for the grace of God that entered my life. But we don't want our children to grow up not understanding God's ways. So we celebrate the Feast of the Lord also on behalf of our generations that they may be taught what God has done in the past for his people. Remember what he has always been willing to do and has done for his people. And number two, we teach the feasts of the Lord so that we might recognize what God is doing in this present generation and learn to be thankful for his works. And then number three, we celebrate the feasts of the Lord, particularly these fall feasts, the feasts of tabernacle, so that uh, we are taught what he has promised that he will do for us. And the fall feasts are not yet fulfilled. Passover has been fulfilled. Pentecost has been fulfilled. Feast of Tabernacles is on the horizon. It has not yet been fulfilled. So what do we do during our celebration of the feasts? We remember and we rehearse what the Lord has done, is doing, and will do for his people. These feasts, let me use this phrase, are appointments with a purpose. Every feast 
has a divine purpose. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss out on any of God's divine purposes. While I live and breathe, I want understanding of his divine purposes, and I want my life to be filled with his divine purposes as I walk not in the ways of the world, as I walk not by the Gregorian calendar. Yes, we definitely use the Gregorian calendar, but my primary focus is on the sacred calendar of God, the feasts of the Lord's, all of his moeds, his divine appointment to meet with God. You know, I'm really anticipating this Feast of Tabernacles because God really ministered to me as I prepared this message, and I know he has more to say to me about the season we are uh, entering into. We want to learn more about his heart for his people. We want to celebrate his plan of redemption, the death, burial. Now we're in the part of the feast that speaks of our own uh, rapture, our own resurrection, and spending eternity with God in heaven. He is the eternity of eternities, and that is our ultimate destination. We want to recall his goodness and be thankful. I'm telling you, if you will cover every situation in your life with thankfulness during this Feast of Tabernacles, remarkable things will happen in your life. Many of the failures for God's people to receive breakthroughs is because they do not practice thanksgiving. So uh, during feast time, we are to recall his goodness and celebrate the good things that he has done for us. And during every feast, we are to ask him, church, to reveal more to us. If we're celebrating Passover, then we ask him, please reveal more to me about the death, resurrection, and uh, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. If we're celebrating Pentecost, please reveal more to me about the outpourings of the Holy Spirit and how I can walk in him. How, how I can talk through him and live in him. If we're celebrating feasts of tabernacles, we're speaking about things to come. Father, reveal to me what is going on in our day, how I am to respond to what is going on in our day, not in the flesh, but in the spirit, and prepare me for eternity. So we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We celebrate the, resur the rapture, the uh, 
soon coming of Jesus Christ and then that we will tabernacle or live with him forever. But let me tell you, I don't know all about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I don't know all about the Holy Spirit. And I don't know all about the resurrection of the dead and, and eternity, living in eternity with God through Jesus Christ. I don't know all about that. So every year, I believe for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be poured out upon us as a ministry and as a church as we celebrate each and every feast. Every year, I believe for, uh, because God promises in, a, in Leviticus 23, I believe for to enter into new cycles. The feasts are about the cycles of God. It is the will of God for him to ever cycle us year by year into more of his blessings, a greater degree of his blessings. So I believe every year, church, that we are going into a new cycle. And that's why uh, we put so much emphasis on the feasts of the Lord. I set myself to, to enter into a new cycle of prosperity and blessing. And church, I set myself to enter into a new level of his presence that I would carry a greater presence of God, more of his presence would be manifested in my life. So church, we celebrate every year Passover, which is, I'm going to sum it up, deliverance through the blood of the Lamb. Fifty days later, we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, the purpose of that feast is that we celebrate God's provision. We celebrate the fact, what is his provision? The main part of his provision is that on uh, Mount Sinai in Exodus 19, he delivered the Ten Commandments to Moses. In other words, he delivered his word to his people. Every year I need more of his word. Every year we celebrate Pentecost because I believe every year if we will set ourselves to receive, God will take us to new revelation, levels of revelation of his word. Every year we celebrate Pentecost, we celebrate the out, the revealing of his word, the giving of his word, and we celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts 2. Church, do I have all the Holy Spirit? Well, in one sense, the Holy Spirit has been poured out in my life, but in another sense, I'm going to be learning about the Holy Spirit for all eternity. This wonderful, wonderful presence of God through the Holy Spirit. 
my counselor, your counselor, our friend, our revelator, our strengthener, our guide. Oh my goodness, every year we believe to go to a new level as we celebrate the feast of Pentecost. And now we're in the season of the fall feasts that are unfolding in the month of September and October. These are the three feasts that make up the Feast of Tabernacle, Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets, or Yom Truah. Uh, we have celebrated this often. We've blown the ram's horn in the church. I tell you, we celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And then there's the Feast of Atonement, where we make sure Yes, Jesus is our atonement, but are we living in the atonement? During the Feast of Atonement, we examine ourselves. And if we find any unclean thing in our lives, we remove it. We repent of it and remove it as we prepare to spend eternity with God. I don't want to go with spots, wrinkles, and blemishes in my life. So during a, a, the Day of Atonement, it is a time for humility and repentance. And then we celebrate the, the Feast of Tabernacles that signify that we will dwell with God and he will dwell with us for eternity. The three Feasts of Tabernacle concern our future, our fruitfulness here, and how we will spend eternity with God and what our rewards will be. So we draw near to God in humility during this time. These three feasts have not yet been fulfilled. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts and in our lives during this Feast of Tabernacles season to prepare us for eternity. I want you to speak just a few things about Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, Yom Truah, is so sacred this year and important for us as believers to understand. Rosh Hashanah is the head of the year. The beginning of the new year on God's calendar. The beginning of the new year on the Gentile calendar, the Gregorian calendar, will be January 1, 2024. So I'm bringing these together as I speak of the Hebrew calendar or God's calendar, we are coming into 5784. And in just a few months, we will be in January 1, 2024. So what I'm speaking encompasses both. But let God speak first. Before you listen to the news or anything else, 
let God speak to us first about what's coming. This is not everything that's coming. But as we celebrate Rosh Hashanah, it begins Friday evening, 15 September. In other words, it's the coming Friday. As you hear this message, it will be the coming Friday. And it ends during nightfall on the 17th of September. This is the first of the Feasts of Tabernacle that we are marking and celebrating. Rosh Hashanah marks the beginning of 10 days of awe where we bring ourselves before God and we pray and celebrate and ponder human creation. When God created us as human beings in the beginning and the special relationship that God has always intended for human beings to have with him. I want to share with you that the new year, 5784-2024, is the year of the open door. When you study, I don't have time to break this down, but 5784, those are numbers. Also corresponding with the Hebrew alphabet. Every letter in the Hebrew alphabet has a number. 5784, when you study it out, means open door. So I want you to receive that. There's so much happening in the world that is tumultuous, riotous. Kenya, we know you've been experiencing rioting. It, it was uh, on the news here in the U.S. People have been very concerned about Kenya. I understand now things have settled down somewhat, but our hearts could be taken up about the things that we see coming upon the earth. Wars, rumors of wars, definitely. Famine, definitely. So many signs that we are in the last of the last days. But God has a word for his people. And it's not the word that the world is delivering. God is saying 2024, 5784 is the year of the open door. What does open mean? I look this up in the original Hebrew language. In church, it means to uncover. Let's set our faith for what God wants to do in 2024 and experience blessings we've never experienced before, revelation we've never had before, breakthroughs that are new to us. God 
has great things for his people in 2024. Open in the Hebrew means to uncover. I could teach on each one of these. But just think, in the world, there is an uncovering of evil that I am praying fervently to be uncovered. So this word open or uncovering, it's going to affect the world be, because it is the word of the Lord. It's what he's doing in 2024. Church, pray this. Pray that all the schemes and wicked counsels of the evil will be uncovered. They will not get away with their wickedness. It will be exposed. I could preach on each one of them. Unlock is the next one. I believe God's going to unlock secret treasures in hidden places in 2024. It means to unbar that which we've been denied, that which we have have had so much demonic uh, interference that it has prevented us. But God is going to unbar doors that have absolutely been forbidden to us, but not forbidden by God. But the enemy has said, you will not enter in God will unbar doors and opportunities for his people. The word open means to begin. Church, I sense God is beginning a new thing among his people. Just be expecting, Victory Faith Church, that there will be the beginning of new things in Victory Faith Church. That in God's divine timing, he is going to bring forth. The word open means to break ground. Wow. Break ground is talking about a new thing. It's also talking about construction. We're going to believe to receive insight and be available for God to break ground in our hearts, in our understanding, in this ministry, in Victory Faith Church, in our home orphanage, in our school, Heritage Leadership Academy, in every outreach we're involved in. May God break ground in us and break ground through us. May I hear an amen. Open means to launch. Like a rocket launches from the launching pad. I believe 2024, 5784 is a time of launch. It means, open means to be watchful. In other words, these things are not going to automatically happen, but we're going to watch over what God wants to do in 5784. We're not 
going to allow the devil to steal, kill, and destroy our inheritance in 5784. Open means to be alert. Be alert, church. Come alive in the presence of God and watch and look for, be alert to what he says, what he, what he expresses, doors that are opening, instructions that he would give us. I'm listening. I'm awake. I'm alert to watch what God will say and do in 5784. And open means to be vigilant. You can't be lazy. Be vigilant. You can't be disobedient and experience the open doors that God has for us. No, we are vigilant over this word and vigilant over his will in 5784. I want to begin closing by sharing some things. Now, you notice I, I didn't minister on atonement or uh, the, the actual Feast of Tabernacles, but I know Pastor Davies will, or perhaps I'll have an opportunity to have a part in that in another video. But as 5784 approaches in just a few days, I want to share some things I've impressed, been impressed with so far and that we should receive by faith and begin to pray over. First, meditate on open doors. Let the Lord share with you personally about open doors. Meditate on openness. Personal openness to God. Understand that how we, this whole, the 20s, beginning in 2020, 2021, on through till we get to 2030, is the decade of the mouth. And the way doors are opened is with our mouths. Now, I'm not just saying we can say anything, but it's when God puts his word in our mouths and we begin to pray, we begin to declare that doors begin to open. Now, listen, understand that your mouth is the key for God to open what he wants to open in your life personally, in my life personally, and in Victory Faith Church, and whosoever would hear this message, your mouth is the key to open doors in 5784. Church, let me say this. I say this for all of us. Let's clean up our mouths. I know you're not cussing. <laughs> you're a Christian. But is your mouth full of gratitude to God or complaints? I know you're not cussing. 
But, it, but I have this question. Is your mouth full of thanksgiving over the circumstances of your life? I want to encourage you. Offer sacrifices of thanksgiving throughout 2024. I believe it will come, become a habit even for all of us. And then Revelation 3, 7, and this is the NIV. Understand that it is only God who can supernaturally open his will in our lives. But it is by faith and it is because we agree with him. Can we set ourselves in agreement with God in our hearts and in our mouths? Where does faith operate? In our hearts and in our mouths so that God may open doors for us in 2024. Revelation 3, 7 says, these are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. Well, we want our hearts and mouths to agree with God in the year of the open door for everything he wants to open. Church, we're going to have to set ourselves in agreement with God, heart and mouth in agreement with him. I want us to pray that many doors will open for Victory Faith Church, for its members and attendees, for the youth, for the children. Many doors will open for us in 2024 so that we can share the gospel, share his love with others, and with our blessings, bless many who do not know God, they are not experiencing his love, but God's going to open a door for them to learn who he is and experience his love through us. I want you to pray concerning yourself personally and your family and concerning Victory Faith Church and this ministry, Living Faith International, I want you to pray, number one, for, for God to open our ears to hear. I'm praying for our hearing church, that God may open my ears and your ears to hear. Mark 4 and verse 9 says, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. You know, I've taught on hearing so much in Victory Faith Church, but the key to hearing, I've taught you this, I put you in remembrance of it, the key to hearing is always tell the truth. Let no lie 
be found in our hearts, ever on our tongue. May we not have a lie in our lives. May we never tell a lie. This is the key to hearing. Your heart is full of truth. I tell you, God doesn't minister (laughs) what we want him to minister to liars. He ministers his kingdom to truth-tellers. Pray for our ears to be open to hear. And pray for every tribe, every tongue in Kenya to be opened to hear as we speak the truth of the glorious gospel to them. Number two, pray for eyes to be opened to see. Pray for open eyes. Pray for open ears. Number two, pray for our eyes to be opened. There's so many scriptures about open eyes, but I chose a couple. More will come forth, I'm sure. Psalm 119.18 says, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in thy word. Open our eyes, Lord, should be our prayer throughout this year. Then Ephesians 1.18, this is the Amplified Bible. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, that means opened, flooded with light, by the Holy Spirit. Church, I want us to pray that the Holy Spirit will flood our eyes, flood our hearts with light. Number three, pray for open hearts. Open ears, open eyes, open hearts. This is how the kingdom of God operates. Pray for open hearts to respond to God. Listen, instead of ignoring the will of God, thrusting aside the will of God, living in disobedience to the will of God or rejecting the knowledge of God, pray for our hearts to be open to the truth of the word of God and his Holy Spirit. Acts 16, 14 says, The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what Paul was saying. God can open our hearts, and we need to pray that personally. We need to pray it for our families and our children and our youth, and we need to pray it for those that we are ministering to. And then listen to Ezekiel 36, 26. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh. That's the heart that is closed to God. And give you a heart of flesh. That's the heart that is open to God, alive unto God. Only the Holy Spirit can create 
a new heart within us, one that is open to God. And then pray Psalm 51, 19. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This is number four. Pray for open heavens. Pray for open heavens. I'll tell you, God will move mightily as we pray for open heavens in our own heart, in the church, and over the nation of Kenya. Pray for open heavens. In our schools, in our government, pray for open heavens. In our institutions, in parliament, pray for open heavens. Matthew 3, 16 through 17 says, As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Church, it will be amazing to see what the Lord will do when we begin to function under and open heaven. The apostles John and Peter saw the heavens open. Jacob, Isaiah, and Ezekiel saw the heavens open. And so church, we need to pray for an open heaven and for God to open the door to the spiritual realm for us in 5784. And then pray for open doors. This is the year of the open door. Isaiah 22, 22 says, I've got several scriptures here that I want you to work with in prayer. I know Pastor Davies uh, is a prayer and he leads you in prayer. These are scriptures that we can work with and the Holy Spirit can work with us as we lift these scriptures up in prayer. Isaiah twenty-two, twenty-two, the key of the house of David, I will lay on his shoulder. So he shall open and no one will shut and he shall shut and no one will open. Shut the door to evil. Shut the door to the will of the enemy and open the door to God and the will of heaven. Isaiah 45.1, thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings. That means to engage in battle, to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. Church, I have more to share with you about the double and the double doors. 
And then 1 Corinthians 16, 9, for a wide door. Everyone say wide door. For a wide door for effective service has been opened to me. And there are many adversaries. Church prayed this scripture fervently for God to open wide doors to us. What does that mean? A wide door means there is a great work to be done. And God is very uh, committed to us to hold that wide door open so that we may enter in and do the work in the face of every adversity that also signifies that there will be adversity when we walk through a wide door. However, it's been opened and God will hold it open for us to accomplish his will. 2 Corinthians 2.12 Now when I came to Troas for the gospel of Christ, and when a door was opened for me in the Lord. God has opened many doors for us in Kenya to proclaim his gospel, to work with orphans and vulnerable children, to work with the poor and the needy, even the elderly poor, which we are so grateful to be able to assist. Now he's opened a wide door in Marsabit, in northern Kenya, for our ministry to do a work among tribes that are, some of them are not even, don't even think of themselves as Kenyans. They're inside the Kenya border, but they really have no no communication or uh, contact with the rest of Kenya. The Lord has put such a love for the Rindili, for the Gabras, and so forth, tribes that we've been taking food to. These tribes have been hungry and in famine. And the Lord gave us the assignment to help them in the time of famine. Someday when I'm there, I'll tell you that whole story of how that has opened up. He's, he's opened up doors for us to work with KSCF, Kenya Secondary, and go into Kenya high schools and evangelize the youth. Oh, I love that ministry. I'm so grateful for the doors the Lord has opened. But he's telling us, I uh, listen to this in Revelation 3 and 7 through 8. These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, listen, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I know your work. See, I have set before you an open door. Victory Faith, he is saying that to us. I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it, for you have little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. 
I'm so grateful that he, I, I believe we're just getting stronger and stronger. We know we keep his word. We have not denied his name. And we are committed to doing everything he shows us. It is his will for us to be doing. There is much that can be said about the coming year. But I trust that some understanding has been poured out today so that we may enter the new cycles of blessing, prosperity, strength, and fruitfulness that God has for us in 5784. He's called us, church, to prosper and bear much fruit for him. I know things are challenging in every nation today, and that includes the United States, and it includes Kenya. That's why it's important that remember what God has done. We celebrate what he is doing, and that we rehearse and, and are taught about what it is his will to do. It is his will in 5784 to grant us open doors. I want to pray now over you. I know Pastor Davies will have remarks to make and prayers to offer. But church, I pray that as we enter into God's new year on God's calendar on the 15th of September, 5784, that we're in a position of faith for God to do great things in us and for us and through us in 5784. So I've written a prayer. I know you're going to pray about open doors throughout the year. Open eyes, open ears, open hearts, open doors, and so forth. But let me read and pray this prayer with you for 5784. Church, let's pray. Lord, help me personally and us as a church and ministry to have an open heart to all that you would reveal to us this coming year. We ask for your good and perfect will to be fulfilled in our lives in 5784. Please open the doors that have been closed to us to do your will. When our eyes have been closed, Please open them so that we may see you. We may see your plans, your purposes, your mighty works, and that we may see your glory. Please open our eyes to see the ancient paths that you are setting before us. Open our eyes, dear Lord, to see the people that you would have us embrace, and love. Where our hearts have been closed, may they be open to you. Where our eyes have been closed, 
may they be open to you. Where our ears have been closed, we're asking you, open them in the name of Jesus. May we be opened to your presence and to your will. May the heavens be opened in our midst. And may your Holy Spirit be poured out throughout 5784 and 2024. We pray for your glory to be seen in the nation of Kenya. Open doors for your glory to be seen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.